The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank all who have contributed to the success of Dreamland in Denver. This includes our speakers, sponsors, volunteers, and most of all, our listeners. Without your help, this event would not have been possible. If you would like to donate money to the Emergency Medical Minute and other organizations combating the opioid crisis, such as the Colorado Consortium and the Harm Reduction Action Center, go to our website at emergencymedicalminute.com. If you are unable to attend Dreamland, you are in luck. We are hard at work editing audio and video from the event for you to enjoy and share with your friends. Stay tuned. So I'm going to do a toxicology one. You guys know how much I love toxicology because it has to do with drugs, and that's like my thing. Um, so I know that this was something that was actually happened last July, but it just got published in New England Journal of Medicine this year. I'm sure someone else has done it, but um, it was in July 12, 2016. New York City EMS was dis dispatched to the scene of a multiple casualty incident in the borough of Brooklyn in New York City. Um, is Brooklyn Joe here? Joey? No. Okay. Um, in his old stomping grounds. First responders reported that there were multiple persons at the scene, all of whom had a degree of altered mental status that was described by bystanders as zombie-like. Did you guys hear about this at all? I don't know. Um, subsequent media reports of the outbreak identified 33 persons exposed to an unknown drug of whom 18 were transported to two local medical centers. And the really interesting thing about this is that they were able to get blood samples and coordinate with CDC and other organizations um, to look at blood samples of eight of these patients and do um, mass spectrometry and other things to really analyze what was in there, which is a pretty amazing coordination for something that happens. Um, of note, um, the ages of the person requiring transport mean age was 36.8. And eight of the patients identified themselves to emergency medical staff as homeless. All of the persons were male. Um, so basically what they did is they looked at what was in their blood and um, what it was found to be was a synthetic cannabinoid. I know we talked about those before and they just present a little, like spice, yeah. Um, this one was actually called AK-47 24 karat gold, I think. Um, so pretty good stuff. <laughs> and just looking at the evolution of THC and how that molecule works all the way to some of these synthetic forms is pretty amazing. So um, do you guys know what EC50 means? So when we're thinking about the effective concentration that gets the maximal response for 50% of patients, so it's kind of like what would be the um, clinical response for that patient. So EC50 of normal THC is about 171 nanomoles per liter. Um, the EC50 of this substance was less than two. So if that just tells you how very little of it you need to have that effect. Um, does anyone know what LC50 would be? That'd be like the lethal concentration. Um, so just to say what a narrow therapeutic index that these have. And the interesting thing about spice is that it just can present in such a wide variety um, of presentations. So have you guys ever had a spice patient come in? Like what do they look like? Psychotic. Okay, psychotic, seized. Um, sometimes they are very warm, so they have a fever, so they're hyperthermic um, just due to all that that's going on in their body. Um, so what I really tell people is that we want to treat these patients symptomatically. Like I wish there was a special drug that we could give them to help, but really what this shows over time, they have a nice timeline on here with the molecules, is that these have changed so quickly that we can't even keep up with what we would do to even treat them. Um, so we really just approach this supportive. Um, so things that we would be worried about if they're um, hyperthermic, um, we're also going to be, we're going to go ahead and cool them, right? So you can put cold fluids through them, irrigate them. Um, they can also have rhabdomyolysis, right? So what would you do for that? Fluids and then electrolyte management. 
So we want to get a BMP. If they're um, completely psychotic and crazy, we can go ahead and give them Haldol, Benadryl, things like that, Ativan to put them down. Um, seizing patients, those will often present. Um, I would go ahead and just use benzodiazepines. We may end up having to intubate them, send them to the ICU. Um, so really, overall, you're just looking at symptomatic management. If I ever come up with something special antidote, I'll let you know. Um, but this, they have an index patient that they describe in here, and they had to hold them for nine hours. So a lot of these agents act for a really long time as well, much longer than just smoking your old, you know, 70s pot. Um, so anyway, just something to be aware of. Um, my student Braden is going to be practicing at Penrose next year, and I was just telling him in the springs I saw spice all the time. And that, why, what's the reason for that? Do you think? Drug test. It doesn't show up in a drug test, right? It, they have changed the molecule enough that it no longer um, comes up as THC. And so um, in the Springs, there's a large military population. And so we saw a lot of guys that were out on the weekend having a good time. And then they come to us instead of going back to base. Um, so that was something very common that we were just, I mean, we would have four or five a day. And that's just much more than I feel like I see up here. Um, but anyway, that's about space.